Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Podcast. Um, we are going to do all the usual stuff this week. Um, we're going to look over a couple of games in focus, um, look at just a few topics from around the league, some uh, buy and sells, and then we're going to look at a college player. Um, joining me this week, as always, um, we've got David. How are you, mate? How you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Um, still uh, excited about that performance the weekend from Zappi and Zappi and Kai, new uh, quarterback of the Patriots going forward, hopefully. <laughs> um, and someone else equally as excited, I'm sure, is Miles. How you doing? Yeah, happy about the win. Um, Defence, amazing. Running game, amazing. Zappi, okay. What? But, yeah. <laughs> well. More exciting than Mac, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, in all seriousness, do you boys see this Zappy thing going anywhere? Because Uncle no. Bill refused to name uh, Mac as a starter today, didn't he? I mean, I think if he won the job, I think I think Belichick isn't the sort of coach who's going to like keep him out there. If, if he if he if he looks better, I don't think he's going to worry that yeah. Mac, also, Mac like, was the first round or anything. But Mac, it was like he was that he fell to us. We didn't trade up to get him or go out of our way or anything. So it's like, yeah, he's. If Zappy's better, then he's better, and that's it. I doubt it. He is, but yeah, like I mean, if he if he wins the job, then great. And I think it's a probably a positive thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just can't really see it to be honest. But um, it'd be nice. But, um, I mean, what, what about in? Uh, you can take Mac in in Chicago if you want. I was quite happy this weekend. I know that we, uh, I know that we lost in, in a close game, but there was a huge development from Justin Fields this weekend. Played a lot better, didn't he? There was the one run that he went on for about forty yards when he he was like a running back, and uh, they called it back for holding. But yeah, he, he looked he looked good this weekend. Yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely had a good game. Um, I mean, we'll start with your hits and misses. Um, I mean, David, do you want to go first? I mean. You had, a, you had a pretty good one for one of your uh, longer-term players, didn't you? Well, yeah. So, yeah, last week I suggested uh, Skylar Thompson and he uh, he ended up making his NFL debut this weekend. Um, yeah, he was kind of middling. He had an interception, a fumble, but um, he had a couple as well where he's launched it long and he, he, they called back um, the, the plays for PI, but... Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was kind of middling, but yeah, he, he managed to see the field just because, um, as I said last week, Teddy struggles with the injuries as well, and he Teddy lasted one snap before getting a concussion. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't good to say. As soon as I saw Thompson, I just thought of you and uh, this podcast this week because yeah, hit, getting getting it that quick was uh, pretty good. It was the uh, the Brees Hall as well. I suggested trying to get him everywhere you can um, in Dynasty and redraft. I mean, like, like you said last week, he's pretty much ungettable in, in Dynasty. But um, yeah, in redraft, I hope you got, I hope you got him because he, he went for a total of 197 scrimmage yards, over 27 PPR points. Um, he got vultured twice by Michael Carter as well. So it could have been even bigger, but he looks really good. He looks yeah. um, he looks like a game changer. It felt like his breakout week, didn't it? It felt like this is... These running backs seem to have it, don't they, when they're rookies, just that week, and then the job's almost theirs, and this felt like his, but... See on him, yeah, but yeah. He, was on, he was on the rise week by week, yeah. and yeah, last week, it was, just, it was just the breakout, as you said. So game script went well for him, didn't it? They got ahead, and, and they just yeah, give it definitely. to him. And, uh, uh, my uh, sale last week was uh, Terry McLaurin. 
Uh, he only caught five from six for 76 yards, um, but he was targeted less than Curtis Samuel. Um, I know it could have, uh, game script probably plays into that, but um, the Army Brown also scored the, to- the two touchdowns from the uh, Wentz deep balls. And there's still Dotson to come back and, and Carson is still a mess. So, yeah, I hope um, people got out on, on McLaurin where they could because it doesn't look good for him long term and, and he's ageing as well in dynasty terms. My um, buy as well, Sam Howell. Uh, I think the clock's ticking on Wentz. Um, speaking about it today as well, he, he's. I think there's a deal that um, Washington gives up the second if he plays 70% of the snaps for the total season. So I don't think Washington want to give up that second if this carries on. So, I mean, the clock's ticking on Wentz definitely because he's, he's just been the same Carson Wentz we've always seen. So um could be a matter of time before Sam Howell gets in. But on the... Um, Around the NFL podcast, um, Sessler and Rosenthal both mentioned that um, Sam Howell's got to be worth a look soon. We know what we're getting with Taylor Heineke, which is pretty much as we suggested last week. So, mm. yeah. yeah. And like, Wentz actually played all right, I thought, for a lot of that, but it's just that killer mistake at the end, isn't it? Like, yeah. The game's on the line and it just absolutely blows it. Um, Miles, what about you? How did you do last week? Um, I well, I did say I was going to start both Patriots running backs where I could. Still, probably then, out, right? <laughs> I mean, it basically did because Harris got injured, so Ramondre just took all his work and went off for like 150 yards. So I guess it kind of worked out okay in that in that respect. But it was annoying about the injury, and it looks like he's out for a few weeks. So a bit of a shame there. But yeah, um, started golf, huge mistake. Never doing that again. Um, that was a big, big miss. Um, but yeah, I did also. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but it's in my notes from last week. I said that whilst two is out, only one Miami receiver is going to do well per week, and that looks like it happened. Jalen Waddle was sort of in in the background, really, and 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 Hill went off. So yeah, and then Hunter Henry as well scored nine point four in PPR, which obviously isn't great, but the tight end market is pretty shocking. So. I think that was an okay start against um against the Lions. But yeah, that's that's it for me for hits and misses. I kind of like the um the Patriots Dolphins game uh, Patriots Lions game because it was like Belichick had seen him scoring so many points, he'd seen him having lots of fun on offense, and and Bill just decided nah. <laughs> I'm not having it today. And yeah, he's still got that in him. I, I like it when when he just shows every now and then what a brilliant coach he is. And I just think he just shut them down. He, he rattled Goff again. I don't think Goff likes facing uh, Uncle no. Bill. But it's, it's just nice to see him do that every now and then because he just <laughs> shut them down. Yeah, so he just reminded me um, of that Super Bowl against the Rams. I think he just, yeah, I think he just uh, has his number almost, uh, Goff, doesn't he? But, I mean, love to see that. Um, right, we will get on with this week's show um up first we have seahawks versus cardinals um nfc west battle probably between well, i don't know maybe maybe not anymore but as i say the bottom two teams of that division but i mean seattle were doing pretty well but miles um what, what sort of catch your eye in this game gino is catching my eye because yeah. he has been exceeding everyone's very very low expectations but then he's done that and some more like he's just he's playing really well like really really well and everyone's like oh why hasn't he been given a chance until now and it's because he isn't actually very good he's just playing really well but um 
I think the the cards seem to start really slow. So there's a good chance that you, if you're desperate for a quarterback, which I am in one league, one redraft league, I actually have to take him off waivers because there's nobody else. So, and both both my QBs are on a buy. So, yeah, I'm actually going to go for Geno Smith in one league. Um, um, I think final week without Hopkins, isn't it, for the Cardinals? So yeah, one more. Yeah, this is probably. Well, I think Hollywood Brown is still going to be fine past this week. But if you're in a if you even a bit bit of a pickle in redraft and you got Hollywood Brown, maybe try and shift him this week for something else, running back or something, just to see if you can cash in because it might hit him a bit having Hopkins back. But I do think he's just going to draw a lot of coverage, and with the speed Hollywood's got, he'll be fine. Um, I would also look at picking up you know Benjamin, but just for just for a couple of weeks because it looks like the running backs are a bit injured and. They haven't really had uh, a look at Keontae Ingram. So maybe look, Benjamin played pretty well at the weekend, but I still don't think he's anything special. I've actually got him down as a dynasty sell while you can um, because of this reason. Um, but then back to Seattle, Kenneth Walker is the guy, really, isn't he? I'm really excited to see him um, get the bulk of the carries this week. Um, that. I saw saw David on on Twitter saying to was it Yates was it? Yeah, it was like it was. oh if you've got yeah if you've got if you've got the chance get Kenneth Walker off waivers. It's like what league is <laughs> is Kenny Walker going to be on waivers? But yeah, that that really tickled me. Well, but I, I look this afternoon. I've got him on what? There's one league, but it's just a really shallow redraft league where like really small benches where. You know, like it's just been dropped by someone, I think. But like, yeah, but even in even league. in the sixteen podcast league, he's on a team. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, <laughs> I just I thought I thought I'd go and get him in there because that there's a chance he wouldn't be. But no, every single like every redraft league, he's 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 already gone. So yeah, that's I'm really excited. I've got I drafted him in a, one of the first and ten leagues actually that I, I orphaned a team in there and drafted up traded up to um one oh seven because he fell and took him there. So I'm really Really excited to see Kenneth Walker um, go against a Cardinals team which aren't brilliant. So could could be exciting, especially if the Cardinals start slow again. So I'm looking forward to that as from a fancy perspective. I mean, this just does shootout all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, especially if Kyler gets slinging it with Hollywood, then it could be a. But again, that's only if the cards start fast. Otherwise, it could be Seattle build up a lead and then the Cardinals come back. But I would like to see a shootout because. It's exciting, and I've also got Kyler Murray in like a million leagues. So, yeah, mm. these uh, those Geno passes to Tyler Lockett last weekend were just were ridiculous, tremendous, tremendous passes. I mean, and I mean, I've had to start Geno in a couple of leagues, but I mean, oh, I think after that Forty uh, ers game, he's been like twenty plus points every week. I think he's had multiple yeah. touchdowns in all but one game, and I mean, he just looks all right, doesn't he? he just looks pretty decent, and I mean, if you if you're starting him, you're not exactly like loving it, but I mean, yeah. it's worked out pretty well, I think, for for anyone that has had to start him this year. I mean, one well, bad game, also, I think you'd have accepted that at the start of the season. They've got they've got good weapons on that team, you know. So it's I, I, I get it, he's not the greatest QB, but they've still got, you know, Lockett and Metcalf on that team. They've got a decent line this year. They've got, well, they had pennies now injured, obviously, but you can check it down to Walker if you need. There are options and weapons on that team for him to be productive. And I think that went under the radar a bit because, well, obviously he's not he's not been around as a starting QB. So, 
it's, it's almost like that team is just rallying around him, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. you know, almost show show up the former quarterback, um, you know, who, <laughs> who doesn't seem to be, have been the most popular there, does it? But, I mean, if uh, if Spike can't drive, then I don't know what can, to be honest. Uh, it's probably the number one <laughs> thing for me. But, um, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm more than happy I've got Gino B, as you say. There's, um, there's a lot of players in that game that are going to be pretty interesting. Um, David, I'm... Kenneth Walker, are you picking him up if uh, if you can? Uh, yeah, I um I picked him up in the uh, our home ACL league because um one of the other guys dropped him just before the start of the season and I was kind of like you know I'm going to pick him up because if uh, yeah. if Penny gets an injury that, yeah. that he's always possible then you know I want I want Kenneth Walker so yeah. luckily I, I picked him up off waivers so I, don't know, I think he was even a free agent so yeah I've got him in there which is which is in handy because Swift's on a buy and injured and. Pierce, who's been brilliant for the Texans, he's also on a buy. So I'm actually probably going to use Walker this week as well. Yeah, well, we're not discussing that. We haven't, we haven't got it on discuss, but yeah, for, first the bye weeks. Um, I mean, probably not the worst bye week. Is it the teams that are on now? Is it like the Titans, the Lions? Is it St. Brown? I, I'm uh, going without St. Brown for another week. No, yeah, it's horrible. There's also a couple of players in there, but I mean, there's some bad ones coming up later in the season. I know that. I was looking earlier. Some uh, really rough ones when they've got six teams and some of them are. Some of them are pretty, uh, pretty strong weeks, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the once he's bye weeks, yeah, I think that's when trades start kicking in, isn't it? You can get a yeah. few more trades in because people are a bit more desperate to to move some players. A few teams are already sort of giving up in leagues I'm in, so yeah, a lot more action seems to be happening with trades. So uh, yeah, we haven't got any really full this week, but next week we might see um, some more trades on here. Um, right, David, we'll move on to your game. Um, I mean, definitely the game of the week, I'd say. Uh, the Bills at the Chiefs. Um, I mean, where do you want to start on this one? So, yeah, I've got a, um, a couple of dynasty plays. So, um, first one is Sky Moore. Um, this is strictly a dynasty football play. I don't think he's going to be much in play for redraft this year. But, um, I mean, the undeniable target leader in Kansas last, and we've seen it last night, was is Travis Kelsey. He, he dominates the volume. He dominates the red zone. Um, he's, he's pretty much the man in Kansas City. Juju is second in uh, in targets and volume, but he's not really doing a great deal there. And he's only on a one-year deal as well. It's a very cheap deal Juju's on. Um, we've got MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's only um, he's on a three-year deal. He's, he's on quite a lot of money, but he's mainly just a deep threat, which I, I thought it was a strange deal in the summer. That they paid so much money for just a deep threat guy, but I, I guess they still needed that speed element to the offense. Um Nicole Hardman, um, I think everyone's been waiting for about three or four years for him to make sure. a step up, but he, he just he's going to remain a gadget play. He just flatters to deceive. Sometimes he looks like he's on running the wrong uh, routes, and yeah, uh, he's just he's never going to amount to anything for me if he if he can't in three years with Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, I think he's going to stay as he is. Um, Sky Moore, second round capital. Um, Andy Reid has suggested uh, recently they want to get him involved more as the season progresses. He's been on punt returns and he, and he whiffed one the other week, which which kind of wrecked them against the Colts as well. But um, Andy Reid has suggested they want to try and get him involved more. Um, he's five foot ten, 191 pounds, and his best comparable on player profile is Golden Tate. And similar to Golden Tate, he can work the slot and the perimeter. So um, he's very functional and he's very adaptable. Used all over the formation in West Michigan, where he was um, at college. Um, a lot of people seem to have soured on him um, in Dynasty uh, because he's re- not really been used much. And, and you know, there was a chat, there was a message in our chat today that 
they don't think that he's going to amount to anything. But I still think it's worth worth to pick up in Dynasty, especially if you're on a rebuilding team. I've got a couple of rebuilds in Dynasty, and I've got him in there. Um, I'm happy to pick him up in teams where I'm I'm kind of rebuilding and happy to see where he is next year. He's a good building block, and any wide receiver linked to Patrick Mahomes, you know, you've got to, you've got to take that gamble. But I think he could really come into play next year. I just think he's a really good dynasty piece to have for the uh, for the future. Yeah, so I think um, so that trade sort of going down a little more coming up, and I think he's that sort of player he might get sort of thrown in in a trade somewhere, isn't he? And uh, yeah, could end up paying off long term. Um, Miles, I mean, how do you feel about Sky Moore? Have you got him many places this year? Uh, I've only got him in one or two best ball leagues in the first and ten best ball leagues because I didn't want to. I didn't want to gamble too much in uh in dynasty didn't really have um didn't really he didn't really land uh didn't really fall to me in any drafts i didn't really want to trade up to get him if he had fallen to me i would have probably taken him but i did like him i did like the talent coming out of college he interviewed really well he seems like a really intelligent player but yeah just didn't really fall to me and i'm not convinced yet so i don't really want to put myself in a position where i'm giving up quite a lot to get him if someone's selling him low i'll happily take him but yeah right now i'm just going to be a bit more cautious with him and just stick to best ball with him really one thing i um i really liked about him as well was during the combine and the uh the drills steve smith jr was raving about him so yeah if steve smith likes someone he don't like many so when he when he liked him as well yeah when you saw what he was Speaking about in regards to him doing the drills, it, it really come across well, and you, you could see what he was what he was saying about him. Yeah, for sure. And um, on the Bills side, another another wide receiver there. Yes, yeah, so this is also um, a dynasty play, although it's probably one to keep an eye on in redraft if um, Isaiah McKenzie goes down because um, Jameson Crowder has now gone for the year with the uh, the broken ankle. The two guys fighting over the slot this year for the Bills were Isaiah McKenzie and Jameson Crowder. Now Crowder's gone. If if Isaiah McKenzie goes down, then uh, one to look for maybe in redraft is Khalil Shakir. I'm talking about him in, in terms of dynasty. I think similar to Sky Moore. Um, again, his uh, player profile, the best comparable is Golden Tate again. And similar to Moore and Tate, he's, he's, he was used all over the formation at Boise State. They used him um, on the perimeter and they used him in the slot. Um, he's got very, very good metrics um, I think he ran a four forty for four four zero for his forty time as well. Um, he was massively underdrafted and considered one of the better pickups from the draft by analysts because they took him in the fifth, but they were saying that he should have really gone around the third. Um, he was one of the standout receivers in JJ Zacharyson from Number Fire. He has a model for breakout wide receivers, and Khalil Shakir is very very high on that. Um, he had kind of a mini breakout of the weekend just gone. He caught three from five for 75 yards and a touchdown as well, just as the uh, the Bills ran right on the Steelers, which was fun. Um, yeah, I just think he's similar to Sky Moore, um, although he's made more of an impact than Sky Moore at the moment. I think um, he's a very good dynasty pickup. Uh, could be available for mid to late seconds in dynasty because he's not really done anything yet, although last weekend could change that. Um, another thing about him as well, he could also be on some taxi squads in the first and 10 leagues if people want to start poaching him because he was on uh, a couple of mine and was available for, um, I think, uh, a two and a three in two leagues that I had him. So maybe one to keep an eye on for that as well. But yeah, similar to Sky Moore, 
another very good pickup. Um, I think McKenzie's a free agent at the end of the year, and I don't see Crowder staying there either. So he, he could be the start the starting slot receiver for the Bills next year. And we all know what the Bills offense is like, and he, he'll get a lot of work there. So definitely one to keep an eye on and pick up. As I said, more of a dynasty play, but um, keep an eye on redraft if Isaiah McKenzie goes down again, because he, he'll likely man the slot as well. Yeah, so he's um, definitely an interesting player. So there could uh, could be an opportunity in the not too distant future for him. Um, I mean, Miles, there's uh, there's rumours about the Bills that um, that could be in for McCaffrey. Um, I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, it just in pure fancy terms, do you think that'd be a win for McCaffrey, or would it would it take a bit of a, a bit of a hit moving to uh, Buffalo? Well, as somebody that drafted James Cook pretty much everywhere I could, it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. Um, however, I I mean, I think it would probably hurt Josh Allen's rushing upside a bit, but it would probably prolong McCaffrey in, in a dynasty sense because they just wouldn't. He's not going to get run into the ground as much, you don't think, as he does because Carolina doesn't have anything going. So it's like McCaffrey and that's it. Whereas there's so many amazing weapons on that Bills side that he would just kind of fit in as another piece rather than the whole entire team. So, yeah, I think immediate impact-wise, probably he would probably go off his first game of, oh, it's amazing, and then he would slow down a bit, but I still think he's going to be productive wherever he goes. And uh, the Bills would just, they would probably be unstoppable if they they got him, which would be annoying, obviously, but it'd be probably quite fun in fantasy still. But I think might hurt his production a little bit just because they won't need to run absolutely everything through him. Yeah. I think he'd. I think he'd be amazing for Buffalo. I mean, there was a yeah. soundbite that came out from uh, Roto Wire just um, before we come on, saying that um, Carolina are not actively shopping him, but they're listening to offers. So it kind of says, "Pay up for me." Mm. Well, I guess we'll see. But I think he'd be amazing in Buffalo. I have I mean, to wonder if uh, Sean McDermott, uh, Carolina connection, has anything to do with it as well. I don't know if he was there when Christian was. I think he, they crossed over by a year. I think. Yeah, it feels like one of them, um, what's like dream spots, really. So I, I, I could see his volume going down a little bit, but I think his task would just be a lot easier, wouldn't it? And uh, could actually equal sort of being a bit better for him overall. But yeah, just uh, just interested that one. It will be interesting if it does happen because I mean it would make sense for both sides. I think I think the Panthers. Um, I mean, there's not really much benefit to having McCaffrey in your team right now, is there? But winning is almost detrimental to. Them getting better in the mm. in the longer term, like nothing's gonna happen this season, is it? So, yeah, be interesting to see what happens there. Um, right, we're gonna move on to some more general topics. Um, I mean, Marge, you might as well take this one as you recommended him last week. But Ramondre Stevenson, um, Damien Harris looks like he's gonna be out for at least two or three weeks now. I think. Um, I mean, just how high do you have him now? Um, I mean, a team that wants to run the ball and not really much competition for him there now. Um, I mean, is, is, are you even higher on him than you were before? I mean, he's, yeah, I've been, I mean, I traded back in to get him in a rookie draft um, and then in the fourth round and I've just, and I thought that was a bargain at the time. I just really liked him ev- like ever since I started watching him in college. So when he came to the Patriots, it was all over him and now he's kind of, but he's been, teased we've te- we've been teasing ourselves with him a bit and giving him passing work and early down work and you know but 
and now he's kind of got a bell cow role just laid out for him. We're good at again. We're good at running the ball as a team anyway. Good O line run blocking. He is really hard to bring down. He's a big guy. So yeah, I'm I'm really really excited. I've picked him up in quite a few leagues. Um, I traded him, traded for him in, traded for him and a first for Najee Harris in one of my leagues the other day, just because getting a bit frustrated. But yeah, I'm just so so excited to watch Ramondre Stevenson. Um, again, he's just he can be an every down back because of his size and his catching ability. And yeah, I think. With, when Ty Montgomery went out, we kind of realised, oh, we've got to work someone else into the passing game. And it was him. And I just don't really see us give, uh, giving up on him, like easing Montgomery back in if if Ramondre is just doing everything. So I like Harris, but this is Ramondre's backfield now for me. The, uh, the question for me regarding the Patriots now is uh, who's the backup? Because a lot of people are saying JJ Taylor, a lot of people are saying Pierre Strong, but then Bill might surprise us all and bring out Kevin Harris. So, yeah, think, yeah the question now is, is who's the backup? Well, I like Pierre Strong. I've got him rostered yeah. in a couple places. Um, yeah, he looks fun and he's he's quick. He's rapid as well. He's probably the quickest running back we got on the team as well. So that's that's something you know for a good change of pace back. He's a lot quicker than Ramondre. Obviously, not as much of a bruiser, but. He could be a good change of pace back if we, you know, want to go that way, yeah. which I we think, will because we like to run a committee. I think Strong's where I'd go if I was sort of taking a punt on one of these players, to be honest, because I mean, I liked him anyway. Um, say before we even drafted him, he was, he was running back. I liked in that sort of later bit of the draft. And um, yeah, I think, I think he's going to get every chance to do it if he's uh, good enough. And yeah, the opportunity to be there. But yeah, for me, Stevenson is, yeah. Really, really on the up now. Um, right, move on. Um, Taysom Hill, um, a man who frustrates the hell out of me. Um, I don't know why. I, I mean, this season I've started him in a league every week until this week somewhere, just sort of a bit of a desperation play. Then the week one week I don't start him, he scores about 300 points and uh, <laughs> goes off. But, um, I mean, David, do you think he's somebody that you can throw in, especially where he's a tight end in some of these leagues? Is he someone that you can throw in there as a bit of an upside play and hope you get these weeks or is it just a bit of a one-off? Uh, I'll be completely honest. Uh, I can't stand Taysom Hill. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got no time for him. I, I just, it, and it annoys me. I mean, <laughs> we've got a chat and when he does something, there's loads of swearing in the group. So um, I just don't think you can start him. You know, he's had these blow up weeks like last week and I think it was the game against the Falcons week one or week two. But other than that, he doesn't really do anything. Um, he's not really a quarterback because he's throwing's not great. He's not. Um, you, don't, you don't really use him over Kamara. He's just a speciality play. I mean, he's. I mean, I, I imagine he's amazing in best ball because you're just getting those spike weeks. But for me, I just can't trust him in redraft or dynasty. So you need to pick when to start him. And, you know, you're going to get weeks when you get zero. So I just. I'd rather not deal with the trouble of having to decide when to play him. Just keep him as a, as a best ball. But yeah, I, I can't stand him to be honest. He's probably a nice guy, but yeah, <laughs> in the actual game, I, I can't. I can't stand him. Miles, your opinion a bit better than mine and David's? Or um, I mean, I don't <clears throat> don't have anything against the guy, but again, he's very frustrating, isn't he? Um, I actually picked him up in a league, in a redraft league. Started him. He scored like one point four points. Dropped him. 
and someone else picked him up this week and yeah luckily they didn't start him against me but yeah just again that that alone is just frustrating like he's he's bad enough that you can drop him but you know there's there is that chance of an upside and I thought you know what I'll go with a safer option and yeah this is what happens when we don't draft David uh, Mark Andrews isn't it you just end up yeah, it's just oh, hate him. You did start to see some consistency out of him. Then he's probably a decent player at tight end because tight end is such a a, a dis- disaster because you yeah. can't rely on really anyone. So if he did start to see some consistency, then he's definitely one you can use at tight end and just blag it there because there's not many about. And um, is it is it better for him if Dalton's in at quarterback? Are they gonna? I feel like they're gonna run a few more of those sort of trick plays and a bit more Taysom than when. Uh, Winston's back, or what do you think? Uh, it's just still just random. Yeah, I think I think random. I think they're just going to put him in just just every now and then, and he'll annoy people and make people happy. But yeah, I, I've got no time. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, right, moving on to um, one of the worst uh, fantasy situations of the whole league, um, the Carolina Panthers, and this week five Matt Rule. Um, I mean Baker Mayfield's. Looks like he might be missing this next game. Um, I mean, Miles, I mean, what do you do with the Panthers in fantasy? Because, I mean, they've got some sort of pretty high-profile players in fantasy terms. You've got DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, players like that. Um, I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing with them now? Because, I mean, McCaffrey's obviously been all right, but the wide receivers have just been an absolute bust, haven't they, this year? Um, I haven't. I, I basically don't touch... Uh, Panthers uh, in fantasy I just haven't for ages other than McCaffrey it's just they've just had bad teams for years and I've just never really liked the price point of any of the players really um, I took Tommy Tremble in a in a, a dynasty rookie draft one year because I just really liked him coming out of college and he was a really, really probably the best blocking tight end in that class so I just thought that's what NFL teams like so got him on the cheap but yeah as for like Baker I sold my only share of Baker Mayfield, um, packaged him up for some bits and got got a first. So quite happy with that. But yeah, DJ Moore, I think I've got him in best ball, um, in one of the first and ten leagues. So again, that's kind of that's my best hope really that he'll just have a few good weeks because I mean Matt Rule didn't help anyone on that team get better. But yeah, I just think what is what is the point? Like, what is the point in trying to do well in fantasy with any of these players other than McCaffrey because they just suck in that in that system and on that team. So I think the only way is up after the rule sacking, but there's there's still not a lot of hope there. I'm just I'm completely out on all of them but McCaffrey really. I know DJ Moore is a good player, but just you can't really trust someone on a team that bad because it's not like Metcalf on the Seahawks where you know you take the best player from but it's Everything is just bad uh, uh, um, in Carolina, so they could be they could be picking number one overall for all we know. So yeah, not trusting in their team really. They're running for that now, um, David. I mean, you're I think you've been a bit of a DJ Moore fan over the years. Um, I mean, are you hopeful that a new coach and you know, a change of change of coaching and potentially a change of quarterback could could sort of spark something there, or are you just hoping for him to get traded? Um. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about DJ Moore this season. I think he's gonna he's gonna need a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator. I mean, 
they've just never really under Matt Rule got anything going on the offense. I mean, under Joe Brady, it wasn't great. He got fired midway through. And they brought Ben McAdoo in the start of this season. It's just never really looked like a good offense. And, you know, part of that is probably because they don't really have a quarterback. Um, I think Matt Rule's first year, he had Teddy. Teddy was fine. Teddy's what he is. Second year, they, they tried to reclaim Darnold and make something of Darnold. Started out on fire, but then after the three weeks against the uh, the rubbish teams, he kind of got found out. And this year, Baker. Baker still got the problem problems that every single analyst uh, will tell you about Baker. He panics in the pocket and then he rolls out to his right. And, then, and if every analyst who watches the NFL can tell you that, you can bet that every every defensive coordinator sees that as well. He's been terrible. He's either getting passes battered down at the line or, you know, he's frame picks, but he, he's been really, really bad. There was a time at, um, at, in Cleveland where he looked passable, but I think part of that might be down to Stefanski because even he's making uh, Jacoby Brissett look decent at the minute as well. And I think he's a pretty, pretty decent coach, Stefanski. So, yeah, Baker's been a mess um, for a while. So they could end up picking high. So they might have a chance at one of the top quarterbacks. And I think we were discussing the other day, Dave, it's not going to take much for them to be competitive as long as they keep the, the good pieces they've got. They've drafted quite well over the years. You know, they've got uh, JC Horn and... Brian Burns and uh, Jeremy Chin. They've got some really good players there, but um, they're going to need to sort the offense out first and foremost for me. So until that's sorted out, DJ Moore, you know, it's he's, he's not a great situation for him. I, I love the player. I think he's a great player. But yeah, I worry about him this season. And uh, I've got him in a couple of redrafts as well. So um, I'm just going to have to hold him because no one else is going to want him. So yeah, not, uh, not looking great this season for the Panthers. I don't think they'll trade more either. They just renewed him. Yeah, so there's there's not really a lot you can do with more, is there? To be honest, other than just sit and hope it gets better, really, can't you? There's not you're not really going to be able to trade him for anything that's worthwhile. So, I mean, you can't, you, yeah, you can't give up on him, but well, you could give up on him, but you're not going to get anything returned. But yeah, just want to yeah. sit on and just hope, really. Um, well, say so we'll move on. Good time to move on to our buyers and sells this week. Miles, um, do you want to go first? Who are you buying this week? Uh, I am buying One Day or Robinson because I think it, I mean he was drafted by this this current regime, which look really good for the Giants. Um, I know that they phased out a lot of um, players brought brought in by the last um, head coach, so I think One Day Robinson hasn't really played the season because he's been hurt. And the draft capital um, wasn't overly high, so I think you can still pick him up cheap. I I picked him up in one in my home dynasty league for. I mean, I think I overpaid for him a bit, but it wasn't a lot. Um, so I'm just trying to just trying to pick him up where I can now. But um, yeah, just feel feel like he's going to have a good part to play um, in this team at the moment. I also am buying very, very low on Albert O just because he's, I think he's really good and he's a freak athlete as well, which I know a lot of tight ends are, but he's probably going for, I think people are talking about dropping him as well. So I think if you, if you can pick him up for very little, then go for it. I'm holding him everywhere else I can, everywhere I can, but because I've got him everywhere, but yeah, um, he's someone I'm I'm looking forward to trying to snap up on the low because you know I just feel like all those players are in a really bad situation at the moment and the talent is there for a lot of them so if they're going cheap I'm taking them in Denver 
I think you should uh, be able. I think you should be made to say his second name before you're allowed to pick him up. Though. <laughs> I think that's the test. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it Albert Okwubunum? Okwubunum. Okwubunum. <laughs> Close enough for me. I'll, um, Albert, I'll, 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 I'll allow you to pick him up now. Okay. Thank you. Um, I mean, David, do you want to do your buy for this week? Uh, so my buy was uh, this is mentioned by Miles earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was an sale, interesting one, so, this one. But this is purely if you're a, a dynasty contender. You know, there's bye weeks coming up. There's injuries. Um, I picked him up in a couple for a third, and I think he could be the starter for the next few weeks while there's buys and injuries to other players. And it's Eno Benjamin. Um, he's currently in a two-man rotation behind Connor with Daryl Williams, but um, Daryl Williams got injured this week as well. Uh, I'm, I've never been a fan of James Connor, as mentioned previously. Very, <laughs> very touchdown dependent, uh, very injury prone. As I said, Connor and uh, Daryl Williams are both now injured. Um, you know, he's an excellent pass catcher out the backfield as well. It was mentioned um, on a podcast I listened to that. He kind of disguises what the Cardinals are going to do because you don't know if it's a run or a pass because he's equally good at both. Um, he's been more efficient as a rusher than both Connor and Williams this year, and he's now got his chances as the lead guy. Um, Arizona are bringing um, other guys in today um, for um, trials as well. So it suggests that Connor and Williams are both possibly long-term injuries. So... Eno number one, and uh, they could sign a guy off the street to be uh, back up to him. So, yeah, there's bye weeks coming up, as I said. Uh, you could maybe get him, well, I picked him up for a third in a couple, but I, I think he's probably a second now, depending on his on how people feel about his situation. Just a good depth running back if you're chasing a title. Um, he could end up starting there and, and continuing the season as the starter. So, it could just be a really good piece to have if you're a contender, because you sometimes you've just got to have a week where you're playing a running back like him I think he scored 14 points last week he scored a touchdown um Darrell Williams wouldn't bother me anyway because he's a journeyman um Benjamin had a really good preseason, and, and Cliff Kingsbury was praising him um you never know what to make a preseason talk but he's he's kind of stuck by what he said and he's used him more and more um I just think he's a decent um a decent sort of depth piece you know as the weeks get difficult now with buys and injuries so yeah if you can get him for a third I'd, I'd, that's what I did in a couple where I'm a contender and I'll be using him this week and probably next week if the other two guys are out as well so yeah that's my dynasty buy um, if you're a contender yeah I think um, in, like, in pretty much every redraft league I mean he's just out there on the waiver on waivers so someone you can definitely pick up and um, could do something over this I've just just added him to waivers in my home um, home league Home to, uh, I, feel like, I feel like our um, our home ACL league is, is pretty pretty sharp because we've got no no good guys on waivers. Yeah, well, it's quite deep, isn't it? That league, and then uh, we have quite deep benches on there, and it's fourteen teams, so it's um, definitely good. But yeah, there's like there's never anyone really available. I mean, look at it now, sort of like the the top sort of trending pickups is basically Gino and I mean and DJ Dallas. Is you're not really too bothered about. Here am I, and it's a one quarter that league, so that's why Gino's out there. But um, yeah, pretty tough one. Um, Miles, who 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 are you selling this week? Um, I am selling. Well, I mean, I already said you know Benjamin, yeah. but that's more of a. <laughs> but that's more of a if you're not contending because he won't be there. He won't be the guy next year. Um, yeah, so you can if you're a contender, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I think he's someone we've still traded a lot, isn't he? Just because he does sort of fit that mold of sort of if you've got him and your team's not great, you can trade him away. Yeah. But if you've um, if you need someone, then need someone, you could probably get a reasonable price. Tony Pollard is my other sell. Um, I love him. I absolutely love this guy, but I just don't think Dallas are ever, ever, ever going to make him the bell cow. And if someone is desperate enough to look at him and think he is the future over Zeke, then I like I've seen him go for first. So I, I just feel like he is he is quite highly rated by the fantasy football community. I love him, but I just think if you can cash in on him, then do it because he is a great player. But I just don't think he's ever going to be that that bell cow that that bell cow role that Zeke has. And I've just I think I've you know as I said I've seen people overpaying for him. So if you're going to overpay if you're going to find someone to overpay for him, then take take the first round pick and run because. I love the guy, but I just don't think he's ever going to be a consistent starter in fantasy unless Zeke goes down. And even then, yeah, just don't think he's he's he hasn't got the build to be the the bell cow really, has he? So, yeah, that's my after last week as well, especially. I think it's a good time to sell, isn't it? I mean, he got what, fourteen points or so. I think fourteen point six points it was, um, but it came on eight touches last week. So it's not like it's. That's not something you can sort of rely on, is it? When someone's yeah, just getting exactly. so few touches each week. Um, David, are you uh, are you a fan of Pollard? Yeah, I do really like I like him, but I, I also still really like Zeke. But I mean, the metrics and efficiency were always pointing towards Pollard uh, for last season and this season. But I think now you're starting to see it more with the eyes as well. I mean, the touchdown at the weekend. Pollard was explosive. I don't think we've really seen that from Zeke so far. But the only thing is Zeke is more of an all-round bell cow back, whereas he'll, he'll pick up the blocking assignment. He's an excellent pass blocker. Mm, yeah. He will he will smash people away. So, whereas Pollard's a bit iffy with his pass blocking. I mean, as um, one of the guys in our NFL chat mentioned, uh, Cooper Rush nearly got his head taken off last week, and that was Pollard missing a blocking assignment. So, you're getting the full package with Zeke. And I do still like Zeke as well. Um yeah, I like Miles. I'm not sure he's ever going to be the number one there. Um, I think he's a free agent in the summer as well. So they've got a decision on their hands because I think they can also cut Zeke. So they've got a decision either way. But um, if you can get a first of Pollard, I'd do that all day long for a first. But um, I don't know anyone in my leagues that would pay that unless they want to let me know. Yeah. <laughs> it feels to me a lot like a Tevin Coleman or someone who's sort of a, he's a good two, but if he ever becomes the one, then it just doesn't really work out for... For him, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, David, who, who are you selling this week in Dynasty? So, yeah, my Dynasty sell is uh Najee Harris. I mean, I covered this a little bit when I mentioned um that I was a fan of Jalen Warren, but um, I've never really been that high on Harris as an actual rusher. I think he had four plays over 20 yards for all of that volume last year. Um, he was very much a volume based play last year while uh, Big Ben was under centre. Um, he operated as a bell cow. He had lots and lots of dump-offs from Ben because his arm was dead. Um, that was a lot of his points last year. The Steelers' O-line is a mess. Um, it's a mess this year. It was a mess last year. Um, they've got so much to do on that team. Um, they've got a new quarterback, obviously, and as we saw in, in the Jets game, Kenny Pickett was happy to take um, the run pass options and take it himself over the line. So if that's going to start happening week after week, then that cuts down on his red zone efficiency. Mm. 
Um, he's an older rookie as well. He come out quite late, I think, as a senior, and he's 25 next season. Um, yeah, if, if you're rebuilding and you've got Najee, I would try and get a swap in there with Javante Williams and get Williams for next season if you can and get rid of Najee and let the contender have Najee for the season. Um, as I said, 25 next season. Same as with the wide receivers. As soon as um, these players start hitting a certain age, people tend to be down on them. Um, yeah, he's not been very efficient. And there was um, a soundbite from um, Mike Tomlin as well today where he's mentioned they was going to start using Jalen Warren more and more, which is another bad sign for, for Najee. So if you can probably try and get out now while there's still some sort of value. Um, Jalen Warren, I know that it was garbage time and they took their starters out of the game, but Jalen Warren's more efficient last weekend as well than Najee, I think, for the first time. Um, yeah, just the signs are bad for me for Najee Harris. I don't think he's good enough on his own with his own skill set to to warrant um, the price. So I try and sell him for what you can now, really. Mars, um, how do you feel about it? Feel similar or are you... Uh, yeah, I mean, I have I actually did, so, as I said earlier, I sold Najee Harris um, yeah. in one of my leagues. I sold, yeah, again, Harris and got back a first and Ramon just because I was just quite... I've just been quite frustrated with Najee Harris. Um be playing from behind a lot this season um there as david said the o-line is just terrible um and pick it again pick it will just happily run it himself so yeah just don't really see a lot of upside with um Nargi anymore i do like him i really liked him in college i took him in as many could but yeah just um sadly not really working out anymore he's not explosive that's the thing like he's big but he's just not explosive and like he he's he was averaging like two yards a carry or something like that. It's just not, it's just not good production, and yeah, it's just not really someone I want to be relying on. It's the really. explosive. It's the explosive. He's not explosive at all, is he? That's the best. No, problem. exactly. He's not going to create much on his own. He, he needs, you know, if he had a great O line and then this right system, he'd probably look fine. But he's he's not going to do much on his own. I, th- I think there will still be people out there that believe in him as well, won't there? So I think he is someone that you can probably sell. For a decent price still and um yeah it might be it might it might not be too much longer that you will be able to do that if it sort of keeps on the way it's been going mm. um right we will move on then to our college player this week um another quarterback was his second one we're done sort of lost track of yeah. we're done now um i mean miles do you want to do you want to start us off on this one um i mean well uh we're looking at hendon hooker aren't we today yeah. Uh, his actual name is Alan. And he's 24. Better, isn't it, really? He's 24, which I think is a bit off-putting for people already because that's the very old, you know, Velas Jones territory. Um, he was the old yeah, Browns, si- the Browns quarterback, Brandon Whedon or whatever. He was about the same age, wasn't he, I think? Yes, yeah, it's, it's old. It's yeah. too old. I say that as someone that's in their late 20s. 24 is too old. <laughs> God, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he was the part, all-time passing leader at his high school, and he also played basketball there. So he's quite, quite the athlete. Um, uh, he's also seems like a really nice guy. He's uh, he wrote a children's book with his brother. Um, so yeah, and he has been torching. Well, he torched at the weekend. So yeah, just um, I actually only was really looking up, um, looking into him uh, today because oh, David mentioned him, and I was like, wow, this guy is you know. 
he's really the reason that Tennessee are looking so good because I've watched a couple Tennessee games and they just haven't looked that there's there's nothing really there other outside of QB. So yeah, he's kind of the spark there, and um, yeah, quite an exciting prospect that is probably really low on everyone's draft board because none of the analysts have really had him um, particularly high at all. They've all just been going with the, you know, Van Dyke, Levis, Stroud, um, Bryce Young, haven't they? So this could be an interesting uh, pick this year. And uh, David, how, how, how do you feel about him? Someone you like? Yeah, so I've been watching more and more of him lately. And um, Cody, and one of our guys in our leagues, um, is obviously a Tennessee native and a, and a Knox native. So he sees him quite a lot. Um, he, he likes him as well. Um, as Miles said, he, he was a four-star recruit out of uh, Dudley High School, Greensboro, North Carolina. He was initially recruited to Virginia Tech. Now, this plays a part in, in why he's so old. He, he registered his entire rookie season, named uh, the starter a few games into his sophomore season, but then he, it was during 2020 and he, he caught COVID. He had it quite bad. Um, that affected him during the 2020 season. He come back and then he had a, he had a heart condition scare which he was then cleared from after a few weeks. But that again, that held him back. He only ended up playing 15 games over three health-affected seasons, really, at Virginia Tech. He entered the, um, the, the transfer portal and transferred to the Tennessee Volunteers at the start of 2021. Um, he was recruited by Jeremy Pruitt, um, the coach at uh, Tennessee, who was then fired. But um, as Miles said earlier, He's a really, really good character. Hendon Hooker, he's known for being a really, really good character guy. He kept his word to Tennessee, even though they'd fired Jeremy Pruitt and, and kept his word and still went there. Um, so he's overcome the adversity of the, the health of affected spell at Virginia. And then he's recruiting coach being fired 19 days after he arrived in Tennessee. He then beat out Joe Milton for the, uh, the Tennessee job. Um, he's a really, really good game manager. Very, very secure with the ball. He does not give that ball away excellent decision maker as well he had a streak of 212 consecutive passes without a pick and uh, he has a touchdown to interception rate of 6.1 by one triple the national average so yeah 6.1 uh, touchdowns to one interception so it's excellent he really does look after the ball as Miles said, he's been a huge part to the uh, the Tennessee Vols' excellent start to the 2022 season. They're currently eighth, but they're rising up the rankings, and he's a huge part of it. They um, they smashed LSU at the weekend, and one of his passes was a 40-yarder into a really tight window. Beautiful touch over over the uh, the corner. Really, really lovely pass. And um, I messaged Cody after and said we're going to need to talk about him, but. Um, yeah, I mean, NFL teams might actually like that he's older. I think Bill Parcells mentioned one of his um, quotas for quarterbacks coming out of college was that he liked them older. He liked them playing four seasons. Uh, they're going to like that he's overcome all the adversity that he's overcome. Um, he's been mentioned as one of the Heisman favourites as well this season because he really is lifting Tennessee up the rankings and he's been the driving force. Um He's athletic as well. Uh, he's six foot four, 218 pounds. So he's an ideal modern quarterback. He's not usually grouped with the likes of um, Bryce Young, Stroud, Levis, or Anthony Richardson. He's never really mentioned among the top quarterbacks. 
he's going to be an older rookie, as we've already mentioned, because uh, of the seasons where he's redshirted and where he's transferred. Um, I spoke to Cody earlier about him. Obviously, he, he sees quite a lot of Tennessee, and he mentioned that the Vols run a no-huddle off, offence. So they actually run a lot of plays during the game. And so that makes his low interception rate even better because he's obviously running so many plays and he's still so secure with the ball. One issue mentioned, uh, he, he doesn't do a lot of pre-snap adjustments um, in the programme. That's quite important because um, you're picking up your, your blocking assignments and things like that. And Cody says he doesn't really do a lot of that. The Vols have an elaborate hand signal scheme between the quarterback and the coach when they're pre-snap. So... That's one area where he could have a problem, but I just think he's a really intriguing prospect. And I think as the season goes on and he and Tennessee rises and maybe he rises, he could be one of the late risers um, at quarterback, especially if he gets into the Heisman top three as well. Yeah, and um, so players like him that are definitely going to sort of interview well, aren't they? They're going to they're going to be a, a, a sort of player that teams are like because. I mean, you see him with someone like like a Brissett or someone. Even if he doesn't become a starter, he's got if he like these sort of personalities do such so well as backups, don't they? And uh, mm. so there's um there's a, there's a big role for players like that. I mean, just how high do you think he could go? Is he a day free guy, or do you think he can rise up further than that? Uh, um, as I said, if he if he really does rise into that Heisman like consideration for the top three and if Tennessee continue as they are I mean he could even push into day two uh like the second round or yeah I mean you know what it's like with these um these quarterback prospects that rise late I mean Joe Burrow wasn't really spoke of before his breakout season and then mm. he had that season and then he, and he went number one so I think he's just one to keep an eye on and I think he's going to keep moving up the boards as you said, really, really good character guy. And the NFL teams will love that. He's everywhere you read about him and everywhere that you look, he, there's comments about what a really good guy he is and smart and, yeah, bright. NFL teams love that. And the, the the thing about him being older, that affects a lot of other positions. But quarterback, if he's any good, he's going to be going into his late 30s anyway, so it's not going to matter. So, um, yeah, I just think he's one to keep an eye on. And, yeah, I really like him when I, when I watch him. He's... Just smart, and you can see, see he's really good with the ball, looks after it. Yeah, I, I think he could rise, definitely. I think that um, pretty much wraps up for this week. Um, I mean, Miles, we'll, we'll talk about our fantasy leagues this week. I mean, how, how are you getting on so far, getting to that sort of crunch time in the in the season? <laughs> um, yeah, in Dynasty, just I did okay. Um, one in two of my leagues, lost in the other two. Um, lost by like less than two points actually, and uh, one I'm in with David, so that was that was frustrating. But especially as I left, I left Pollard on the bench, and he, yeah, scored that touchdown would have won it for me. Um, lost my home redraft league by 0.24, so that was absolutely that was just that was so annoying. Uh, but the thing is, is that that the guy my opponent had Kyler Murray, and I had him in re, in Dynasty. So that final drive where he like rushed for like 20 yards or something actually lost me one league and won it in another. So yeah, kind of bittersweet moment, but yeah, just had a, had an okay week in fantasy, but yeah, look now the buy, oh, my whole thing in dynasty is just depth, 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 which always helps me on the buys. So hopefully now the buys are coming thick and fast. I can, I can sort of 
rise up again and defend my championships. Nice. And uh, David, what about you? How are you getting on? Yeah, pretty, pretty uh, disgusting weekend. To be honest. <laughs> um, pretty, pretty bad across the ball, to be honest. I've got uh, T Higgins and he dropped a zero in loads. I've got Darren Waller, he dropped a zero. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I started in a few, he dropped a zero. So I was pretty much raging all weekend. So yeah, the laptop's in bits. Uh, the phone's been thrown against the wall. Yeah, it's it's been it's not been good. It's not been a good weekend. So, yeah. I think that game last night as well was pretty rough. If you were up against any of those players that, like a Kelsey or a Mahomes, where they went off so much, you you got games that you think, oh, I'm sort of fairly safe there, and then wake up on Tuesday morning check and you've lost somehow as well, aren't they? So that's always fun to do. Um, but uh, where can people find more free miles? Um, my amazing, amazing insight into the National Football <laughs> League can be found on Twitter at Miles Burrell. Um, that's where I chat most of my nonsense. So, yeah. And David, what about you? Uh, I can be found slandering all sorts of players that <laughs> are just ranking 20. And um, you can find us at first and 10 underscore. Um, we are going to be drawing the. Uh, signed jersey for anyone who's donated in our fantasy leagues this weekend so if you haven't Ooh. donated yet um, make sure you get on and do that all you've got to do is donate a pound I mean even if you're not in the fantasy leagues you can uh, you can donate and be entered anyway um, so just en- donate a pound and um, yeah you'll be entered in set draw but um, I'll post all that on Twitter and Facebook and all, all those places um, but yeah uh, thanks both to, to both of you for coming on as always and um yeah, we will see you next week. <laughs>